0: Hello, everyone, and happy Transformation Tuesday. You are listening to the Transforming Your Life podcast on your favorite app. We are available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn. And I am glad, as always, to take some time out to have a conversation with you all. Um, You know that my goal is for all of us to be better. And so a lot of times these topics are not just topics that I'm sharing research. Some of these times that I'm sharing the information, the topics are ones that hit home for me and also make me reevaluate even myself and my practices and the things that I'm doing. And so hopefully it'll be something said on one of the episodes that will make you think about what exactly you're doing with your life, the things that you do, the behaviors that you display so that you can be a better version of yourself because that is always the goal. So today's topic, um, again, this one was also inspired by just things that I've been seeing for a while. It's not something recent, um, but it did come back up in a recent thread about, normalizing a toxic society and how we are basically living in a society where we have normalized toxic behaviors and it has gotten to the point where the virtue of civility is hard to find you will see it in a variety of ways but a lot of this is very much reflective of our american lifestyle and so I find that there are still places in the country where you go there and it's refreshing to interact with people the way they treat one another, regardless of if they know you or not. But the overall tone, unfortunately, right now in our country is very toxic. And we have gotten to the place where we're numb to it, which is a problem. So I will say this, from my personal perspective, when I look at this, topic and I was beginning to read the the thread and the research that was out there. The one thing I have always had a hard time with is just the rhetoric and the toxicity that is coming from the highest office in this country. The fact that the person who is considered to be the leader of the free world, because we consider the president of our country to be the leader of the free world, is petty and verbally abusive, name calls, disrespectful, um, throws tantrums, things of that nature and no one finds it offensive, shows you that we basically are in a toxic society. Um, It's almost to the point where we have allowed ourselves to be lulled to sleep because it doesn't directly affect us. So we don't see it being a problem. All right. But what you have to realize is that even if the venom is not directed at you, it's a problem for us as a whole, because it influences the way we will actually interact with one another. There was a a study that was done um, a few years ago. And this particular study just looked at America and the toxicity in this country it looked at the fact that obviously we have poor people in our country we have those who are uninsured um, those who are dealing with a lot of different issues those who may have health problems etc but they have found that the biggest health risk um, directly connected to our day-to-day is actually something that we often don't give credence to and it's the toxicity that we allow ourselves to fester in or be around. It leads to stress and a lot of other things in our bodies. And so one of the things they talked about with America is that we have now gotten to the place to where it doesn't matter about being polite. What matters is compromising to be able to achieve, compromising to be able to become wealthy, the social connectedness, that used to be a part of what we considered the tenets of this country is no longer important. Think about it. We talked about the fact that our country is built on being a melting pot. Now you already know (laughs) how I feel when it comes to that, but I'm going to go with that. All right. So let's just go with that. Um, But if we're being a melting pot, that means that we're connecting to others, regardless of differences that we have, we're connecting with them, but we're finding that that's no longer the case, right? Because a lot of times we associate the issues that we have that go bad, the things in our life with having deficiencies financially and different challenges like that. But what they're finding, this study says, is that people who are rich are unhealthy too, just as much as those who don't have access to the finest resources when it comes to their health. So obviously something with the society is the problem. And the usual suspects that we usually go to are often, do they have a drinking problem? Do they have a drug problem, things of that nature? And a lot of times that's not the issue. So the only thing based on this study that they could come to was the stressors caused by the society that they live in and the way people interact with one another. So looking at that, that was the reason why I found out that this is continuing to come up again because they're finding that this is still a problem. Even in 2019, about to be 2020, And so I wanted to talk about it because I feel like it is an indictment on us as Americans and people in this society that we are allowing achievements, power, money to be the indicator of success and whether or not a person is a good person, as opposed to how we connect with others and how we treat others. All right. We have basically turned into a society of people that pass the buck. It's never, you know, it's never us. It's never our problem. If something goes wrong in our country, we blame it on another country and something that they did. And that's kind of the place where we're at. And so that is a problem. So let's just look at a couple things before I get into the specifics of the behaviors that we are finding that have been normalized extremely when it comes to our country. Um, I was online and I don't go on Facebook as much. Usually if I'm on there, it's kind of like I'll binge on there for a while to catch up with stuff that I've missed, but I usually hang out more so on Twitter and um, occasionally Instagram, but more so Twitter. So I'm on Facebook and there was a post um, by Kirk Franklin. He was able to get the full speech from his Dove Awards um, acceptance speech was put on YouTube. So he shares the link. And if you're not aware of it, he is boycotting um, the Dove Awards and the entity, the organization that's responsible for putting it on because this was the second time that he has won an award, given a speech. And in his speech, he talked about the issues of the black community and asked for prayer and guidance as a Christian community of, uh, you know, they're artists and they're believers. And this, that part of his speech was cut out. And so he said that if we're not concerned about what's happening in particular communities and why basically, you know, are we calling ourselves Christian? So I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I looked in the comments, which for me, I should never do this because it's a rabbit hole for me because a lot of times people are so brave in the comments. Again, the toxicity of our society, Um, social media allows us to be brave in ways that we would not be if we were to meet this person in person. Um, And there was a comment to the, basically to the, the gist of it was that Kirk was being divisive by talking about Um, what he was talking about and emphasizing what he was emphasizing is that as Christians, we're supposed to be about God's business. Um, this is not God's world. This is the devil's territory. And talking about that is only giving into what the devil's trying to do his plan. Basically. I was very confused by that. All right. So all of you know that I am a Christian. Um, all of you know that I've grown up in church, and so this is me speaking from within the group. Um, I had a problem with that because to me, you're basically saying that as Christians, we're not supposed to be compassionate to the plight of other people, and that's completely contradictory to the Bible, but that's a whole nother conversation. And so I was just totally turned off by the rhetoric because it showed that because the issue didn't affect this person, that they didn't want another person to talk about it. Did it make them uncomfortable? Did they feel like we were making a big, bigger deal out of it? Don't know. I mean, he just talked about a Tatiana Jefferson who was the woman that was killed in her home in front of her eight year old nephew by a police officer for no reason. She was unarmed. They didn't actually announce themselves until like right before they shot, they gave her less than three seconds to react to the information that they were giving her as she's standing at the window inside of her home. Like the whole situation is just terrible. The officer has been indicted um, for murder, but the whole thing is just terrible. So the fact that he's asking Christians to pray about that, he also asked in previous time for them to pray about the man that killed the five officers in Dallas. Again, he's from that area. So he was talking about things that have happened in the state in the area that he's from to dismiss that and to say it doesn't matter and to say that that's not what God's concerned about is a very toxic attitude. And so that was just further justification or you know sometimes you need validation that you're on the right path of talking about a particular thing. That was what I felt like needed to be the thing that confirmed for me that we needed to talk about this. So when we come back, I wanna talk about Some of the the behaviors that we've normalized in our society, I'll give you the top 10. So we'll do a top 10. And I hope that these are not things that you personally or I personally um, are doing. And if we are, this is a way for us to say, hey, you know, pull us on the coattail. We need to fix some things. All right. So we will be back in just a second on the Transforming Your Life podcast. And we're back, guys. We are (laughs) talking about normalizing a toxic society. And so I said that I would give you guys in this segment a top 10, basically, so that you can look at some of the behaviors that are indicative of even being able to identify. I guess that's the best way, because really all this is about is having the ability to identify Um, What it is that you're looking at in order to be able to do something, right? We often talk about, we're dealing with counseling and therapy, that when people come for an issue, that they first have to be able to admit that there's a problem. And so the identification of the issue is key. And so that is what we're trying to do here with this particular topic, as well as any topic that we talk about. That is always our goal. Um, So. Number one, (laughs) we are willing to sacrifice our privacy to be popular. All right. We're willing to sacrifice our privacy to be popular. And that can be seen just simply with social media and becoming a celebrity. Um, It used to just be things like, you know, you would get a video out there on YouTube and that's the way. Excuse me. That's the way you, you know, made your claim to fame. Now we have TikTok, um, which is another platform that people use in order to put content out there to get likes. And so, what you're basically doing in these instances is you're sacrificing the privacy of your life, the anonymity, the ability to be able to go as you please without having to answer to, you know, other people or have bodyguards and all of the things that comes with, um, unfortunately, being a celebrity, you are sacrificing those things in order to be popular. And so social media is one of those things where we all share all these details about our personal lives. A lot of times they're irrelevant. I mean, I'm guilty of I can't go to a restaurant without taking pictures of my food. And maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you have something else that you do, but let's just be real. When did it matter to show everybody what we're about to eat, right? But that's unfortunately where we're at because we're willing to sacrifice privacy, keeping personal things personal and to ourselves in order for us to be popular. What you're not realizing is that when we're sharing our personal space with the world in the name of popularity, not only is it a little inappropriate, but it also can be considered childish. So if you want to make sure that you're not in the toxic behavior bubble, which has become a norm for our society, try to get back to doing more things where you don't have to post about it. You don't have to share it. You don't have to post a picture. Granted, I do know that social media has some wonderful components to it. It's the way that I keep in contact or keep up with family members and friends that live in other states, what's going on with their kids, what's going on with them, yes. But when it gets to the point where we're sharing for the sake of sharing, because we really want to get those likes, then yeah, we need to probably re-evaluate some things, all right? So number two, being savage or pretty is acceptable because you're doing it to get likes or comments. So, you know, that's the, the latest, um, that is the latest uh, phrase when someone does something, you know, that's savage. And this is definitely a toxic behavior, that we have normalized we don't look at substance anymore we just look at oh the person's pretty or the person is you know quick-witted with their mouth and i'm a sarcastic person i'm not gonna lie um some of the stuff i say in private right i try not to to post these comments that come to mind um are pretty savage and i unfortunately have a child that has a mouth like mine difference is she does she's 18 she doesn't have the same filter that I have so it has actually been a mirror for me reflective of we have to be better with what we say to one another and what we say about others um, but normalizing this is again all about getting popularity it's okay for you to mistreat another person and be a toxic individual as long as you're getting likes as long as you're getting comments all right again our lives are revolving around social media And it's no doubt that social media is a normal part of our society. I don't know if we'll ever go back to a place where that is not a component that is a part of your society. And I'm not saying hide yourself. I'm not saying not use social media as the resource that it is. But what I am saying is that we have to get to the place where it's not about superficial or even cruel things. That we're doing. How about you post a story about how you help someone in need and let's make that go viral? Let's make those things become popular because those are usually the things that don't go viral. We talk about all the negatives. That's the reason why reality TV is so big. And we never talk about the things where we uplift humanity and just show ourselves to be decent human beings. All right. Number three, meaningless pranks. All right. I mean, come on. There's there's whole shows based on pranking people. All right. There's a show. um, I think it's on MTV called Impractical Jokers, that the whole concept of the show is playing pranks on people. Um, I remember when I was in school, when I was younger, that kick me signs was the thing to do. Right. Um, You would put stuff on the back of people's shirts like those are the pranks. We have modernized that. And now the pranks have actually gone to a place where videos are being made for the amusement of others. And people are not saying anything about it. We're not standing up on the rooftop saying, hey, and I'm talking about figuratively on the rooftops, um, saying, hey, this is not okay. We shouldn't be doing this. Um, A lot of times people feel pressured into the pranks. But think about putting yourself on the opposite side of that. How would you feel if that was done to you? What if a person dropped a bucket of water on you in the name of pranking someone? What if someone put a sign on you that caused people to kick you for the name of entertainment to them? How would you feel? Most of the times, the reason why toxic behavior continues to perpetuate is because we never put ourselves in the place of another person, how we would feel if that were done to us. And doing it for popularity or fun in quotations i don't see anything fun about it but if that's the reason why we're doing it then we need to cut it out plain and simple all right number four raising a child to be a prince or a princess all right so i already know you guys are probably side eyeing me as you listen to this all right but let me let just hear me out with this one okay yes we want our children to be treated like they matter, we love them, they're special because they are. But when we start to shield our children from reality, real life, and what life is going to be for them, that is a problem. All right. You can't make them feel pampered to the place where they do not realize that there are problems in the world. Here's one of my pet peeves. And you'll probably be like, you know, hey, Malik, you're just doing too much, but I'm going to just put it out there. How many times have you gone to a kid's sporting event when they're small? So they're like three, four, five, and they're playing a sport. Let's just use soccer because soccer is a good example of this. And they're not even running the right direction, right? But afterwards they play the game and everybody gets a medal for participation. The problem with that is everybody doesn't win in life. That is not the way life is set up. What you do is you build emotional resilience in your child when you teach them how to rebound from failures. Failures actually teach you more than successes. But if you never allow your child to experience disappointment, you never allow them to experience failure. You never allow them to fear experience challenges and problems. They grow up to be some very and, and I say terrorists, not in the the, the actual definition dictionary definition of terrorist, but they grow up to be little terrorists. They expect what they want. They're entitled. And we created that environment to be that way. They always get an allowance. They don't have to earn it. All right. I'm probably stepping on some toes here. Um, and I'm not saying I have it all figured out as a parent, but there were some things that I realized I wanted to do differently with my kids. They didn't get an allowance just to get an allowance. Like if they didn't do their chores, then they didn't get money that way. That was just the way it was set up, because I wanted them to understand that nothing in life is free. Everybody has to work for something. And when we pamper them, that does not teach them anything. And that leads to very toxic behaviors. They have tantrums because they can't get their way. It's just those things that you have to start them on the right path, or it will spin out of control and morph into something that is going to be very undesirable when they become an adult. Number five, so we're only halfway through this. Um, Employees always being present for their bosses. And when I say present, I'm talking about 24/7. they have access to you no matter what. We have kind of gotten to that place, right? We, We glamorize overworking as being hard work, that if you overwork, then that means that you're a hard worker. But the reality is that being accessible to your employer, Any hour of the day during the time when you're off and you're not actually being paid is toxic. That's not okay. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your physical health. A lot of times it's not good emotionally because the person is basically being abusive of you. We probably don't see it this way, but they're taking advantage. And when you take advantage, that's being abusive. And so we have to make sure that we are not always accessible. It's okay to turn your phone off. It's okay to limit your hours. If you work for yourself and you have clients, it's okay for you to turn off your phone and let your clients know that you will not be accessible during these times. Do not disturb is a wonderful feature on the phone. And the reason why it's there is because it's meant to be used. So it's okay for you to unplug and not be available. All right. So Just remember that because I know that that probably is one that a lot of us struggle with is not always being accessible. This next one might not be your issue, but it is definitely an indicator of a toxic society is pressuring people to drink, right? We have obviously modernized and socialized drinking and it has now become a norm where we don't look at it as anything that's a big deal, right? And a lot of times people meet for drinks and that's fine. I'm not saying don't do that, but how many times have you been out and you're with a person and they say to you, you know, I'm not a drinker or I'm okay. And we peer pressure them into feeling like they have to participate. That has kind of gotten to the place where we are as a society. We see it in college campuses, where we're pressuring underage drinking and the the students are doing it to one another. We get out into the world as professionals or we're hanging out with our friends once we're older, same things happen. That is definitely a sign of a toxic society and it has to stop, all right? You shouldn't be forcing someone to do something that they don't want to do, especially something that could possibly have a negative impact on them, all right? Care, we have to care about another person just as much as we care about ourselves. Number seven, so we're almost through this threatening kids. And you guys are like, no one threatens kids. You'd be surprised. Again, we go back to wonderful, good old social media, right? We have gotten to the place where kids are no longer off limits. It used to be that it was not okay to talk about people's children, it was not okay to make fun of them. It was not okay to be mean, but now you're finding that people are threatening children from a distance. So they're using, you know, their keyboard bullies. They're using their, their social media accounts in order to make fun of and talk about people's kids. I've seen it happen. I remember this was a while ago, but I remember when Beyonce had her first child um, and people said some of the meanest things about, about blue. Um, That I couldn't understand how a person could feel comfortable with talking about a child. Um, It was like, okay, children are not off limits. We have really gotten to a toxic place of no return. And this was years ago because I think she's probably like six or seven years old and she's probably not the first one. But this is the one that I actually paid attention to just because of the magnitude of who Beyonce is. Um, It brought a highlight to the fact that that has now become a normal part of our society is that we threaten people's children and we talk about people's kids and we, we, that definitely needs to stop. Number eight, casual waste. All right. Um, We are more comfortable now with becoming wasteful as a society and This is toxic outside of behavior. This, well, it is a behavior that is involved, but this is more so not directly in connection with a person per se, but it will impact us as a society in the long run. We're all seeing it. Um, You see that we just casually throw things out. We don't consider giving things to people that are less fortunate. So I'll give you an example. We know that health code in most states requires that if food at a, at a grocery store is beyond the expiration to where they can no longer sell it, it requires that they have to destroy it. At a restaurant, um, they're not allowed to just give away food that can no longer be served. Like say they make the wrong thing or something was made incorrectly, they can't just give that away because there there's codes that they have to adhere to. Here's my problem with that. We could find a way to champion for the laws to be better, to make sure that those people that don't have enough can get like if we have food and we're basically throwing it out, if we have items that we no longer need and we're just throwing it out, why not try to find ways to give and donate those things back to people who are less fortunate? That should be the goal and that should be what we should be looking to do. All right, two more Um, and then we're out of here. Number nine, categorizing people by their profession. Um, This one was was one that we see a lot that we basically, if people have a particular job, we give them value or less value depending on the job that they have. We don't care that they're financially stable. We look at the actual label of the job that they have, right? So we might assume that because a person is a social worker, They're not as financially stable as an investment banker, and that's not necessarily the case. And so a person can be a janitor, but they could be a janitor and be very financially secure. So we basically look at you or look down at you because of the job you have. And that definitely has to stop. We value people because they're life, not because of what they do not because of what they can do for us but because their life has meaning and their life has value and we have to get back to looking at people like that the last one number 10 and I have part of this problem angry and reckless driving so I don't drive recklessly because I do try to consider the safety of other people as well as myself but I do drive pretty fast and sometimes I get frustrated with the drivers because I feel like they drive like they just got their license yesterday All right. Um, But just know that the faster you drive, the more likely you are to put yourself and others at risk. And so I am trying to be better with this. Um, Some people drive fast because it feels good. That's not my thing. My thing is I just like to get from point A to point B. So I will admit to that. Um, But we're finding that there's anger that is happening behind the wheel. And you're finding that younger drivers are you know, basically in a position where they're driving better cars, faster cars, they don't have the same connection or value necessarily to other people. And that is coming out in the way that they drive. And so they drive without caring about how the decisions that they make behind the wheel can actually impact another life. And so we have to even look at the way we drive and how we are actually getting from point A to point B Making sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do um, in order to not only look out for our lives, but also look out for the other people on the road. You don't know them, may never meet them, but it's still our job as human beings to protect one another and to be the best versions of ourselves in all capacities as, as much as we can. All right. Hopefully something was said today that got you thinking. I think this is one of those episodes that just gets you thinking. Um... I will say this as I close, is that this this thread that I've been on or this, pat, this path that I've been on with how we treat one another, the way we appreciate one another, is leading to a place um, that I want to talk about on next week. And we're going to be talking about the psychology of voting, the psychology of voting. And I think that you definitely don't want to miss out on that. It's going to be multiple parts. Um, I'm going to try to get perspectives of people that are from different political views. And I want to not only set the table, the first episode of just how our psychology is expressed in the way we vote, but I want to talk to others and just find out where their heads are when they make the decisions to vote, because we're now in the place where we will be electing the next president next year. And it's important for us to talk about it. All right. As always, you can find me on social media. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The handle is at Dr. Malika Speaks, M-A-L-A-I-K-A. You can also find me online at malikambrown.com. Remember, be good to yourself, be good to others. Hit the subscribe button, all right, so that you will be notified when a new episode is uploaded and have a great rest of your week.